Yeah, 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 man. How you guys doing? This is me reading stuff. You're listening to <laughs> me reading stuff. Way to be redundant, Robin. My name's Robin O'Neill. How are you? Sit right down. I have a whole French press ready for us to drink coffee together, as usual. I like that part of the song. What are those bells? Ding, 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 ding. I don't even know what that is. I have trouble recognizing instruments, unless it's a piano or a guitar or drums. I don't fucking know what anything is. Oh, and a mandolin, right? A lot of people listen to Mandolin Rain after I brought up uh, Bruce Hornsby. So that may, uh, and not even mixed reviews. I know everyone thought that was pretty lame, and then they all loved it because it's the greatest song ever written. That's why. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just winging this, and I'm kind of, I, I know I say this a lot. Ooh, this one's going to be different. I feel like today is going to be different for real. And hopefully not in a bad way. I don't know. I wanted to start, though, by saying something. I got to be honest with you guys. This is a big deal. I don't think I like puffs. I still like Kleenex. I've got like 18 puffs boxes with lotion. Um, I'm fighting a cold that everyone I know seems to have, but I have somehow not gotten it. Um, and my way of doing that is by sniffing in my saline spray all the time. And that means you have to blow your nose when you do it. So I'm, I'm go through a lot of Kleenex or see, I'm calling them Kleenex still puffs. And I, I know I, okay. For those of you newcomers, it's a whole big story. I love Kleenex. Then they crossed me on Twitter. And so I switched over to puffs and encouraged everyone to do so. I love Kleenex still puffs aren't as good as Kleenex. I'm saying it. So this is like a weird product version of someone going back to their ex-lover. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like. I want to give these to the homeless and go get some Kleenex with lotion. They're that superior. I am sorry. They're, they're not even, they don't come close. So, and Puffs never even responded to any of my tweets. So Kleenex may have uh, said no to me. They may have turned me down. But at least they spoke to me. I'd rather be spoken to than ignored, I can tell you that. Okay, moving on. So listen, you guys, there's a lot of people writing me emails who are struggling with, I guess the thing I would be able to lump them all into one category, even though they're so varied, are about a lot of us are struggling to find ways to find time to be creative. Most people have regular jobs, but... I mean, it, it's my belief that human beings are just innately creative. That's just how it is. But adult life doesn't allow for it very often, and it really ruins people. I see it happening all the time, and I hear people talking about it all the time. So a lot of emails from you listeners and people who like my artwork, uh, I'm so sorry I haven't gotten to write a lot of people back. I can't keep... I, I'm really struggling. I need everyone to hear that from me. I'm really struggling to uh, get through every day. I, you know, this is all I do, um, not the podcast. I have a whole career as an artist. I have, like, I think eight shows coming up in the next year, and I'm really overwhelmed, and I have no help. I was going to get an intern to help me with, like, business stuff, but that fell through, and so... I can't even keep up with like the things I have to do every day and tax season's coming up. So I feel bad. I thought that maybe addressing kind of these emails on here might be one way to handle it. And 
I guess a lot of people think I'm doing better than I really am. Um, I don't mean to come off like I'm some, uh, I don't want to say I'm not grounded, but you know, it, every, everything's really hard for me, but I am better. I feel better than I have in a long time. Anyway, I don't know how to talk about this. I just, this is a little bit different podcast based on what I, what the nature of what I'm reading. I meant, but the thing is I mentioned this writer the other day. His name is Chagyam Trungpa. He was born in Tibet. He was born in 39. He died in 87. He was a Buddhist master. Uh, by the time he was 20, uh, the Dalai Lama was already appointing him a spiritual advisor to all of his own students. This is how amazing this guy is. He taught meditation to David Bowie, Allen Ginsberg, Pema Chodron, Joni Mitchell, among many, many others. Um, he was in the United States for most of his life. He started meditation centers. The publishing company Shambhala is surrounding everything he started. He was, he was started as a Buddhist, but then he started to give these secular lectures. He was into smoking, sex with women, drinking alcohol. And he, but, so he had this interesting balance. And anyway... When I was really in a dark place, a friend of mine gave me this little book called Shambhala, The Sacred Path of the Warrior by him. It was kind of summaries of his lectures, and I want to read this one to you all. It's called Fear and Fearlessness. It's chapter four in this little book. You can get this book for like $8, so why don't you do that? Here we go. Okay, I'm skipping ahead because I don't have time to read the whole chapter. Acknowledging fear is not a cause for depression or discouragement. Because we possess such fear, we also are potentially entitled to experience fearlessness. True fearlessness is not the reduction of fear, but going beyond fear. Unfortunately, in the English language, we don't have one word that means that. Fearlessness is the closest term. But fearless, but by fearless, we don't mean less fear, but beyond fear. Going beyond fear begins when we examine our fear, our anxiety, nervousness, concern, and restlessness. If we look into our fear, if we look beneath its veneer, the first thing we find is sadness beneath the nervousness. Nervousness is cranking up, vibrating all the time. When we slow down, when we relax with our fear, we find sadness, which is calm and gentle. Sadness hits you in your heart, and your body produces a tear. Before you cry, there is a feeling in your chest, and then, after that, you produce tears in your eyes. You are about to produce rain or a waterfall in your eyes, and you feel sad and lonely and perhaps romantic at the same time. That is the first tip of fearlessness and the first sign of real warriorship. You might think that when you experience fearlessness, you will hear the opening to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or see a great explosion in the sky, but it doesn't happen that way. In the Shambhala tradition, discovering fearlessness comes from working with the softness of the human heart. And hi, this is Robin talking. This is where it gets really good. The birth of the warrior is like the first growth of a reindeer's horns. At first, the horns are very soft and almost rubbery, and they have little hairs growing on them. They are not yet horns as such. They are just sloppy growths with blood inside. Then as the reindeer ages... The horns grow stronger, developing four points or ten points or even forty points. Fearlessness at the beginning is like those rubbery horns. They look like horns, but you can't quite fight with them. 
When a reindeer first grows its horns, it doesn't know what to use them for. It must feel very awkward to have these soft, lumpy growths on your head. But then the reindeer begins to realize that it should have horns, that horns are a natural part of being a reindeer. In the same way, when a human being first gives birth to the tender heart of warriorship, he or she may feel extremely awkward or uncertain about how to relate to this kind of fearlessness. But then as you experience this sadness more and more, you realize that human beings should be tender and open. So you no longer need to feel shy or embarrassed about being gentle. In fact, your softness begins to become passionate. You would like to extend yourself to others and communicate with them. When tenderness evolves in that direction, then you can truly appreciate the world around you. Sense perceptions become very interesting things. You are so tender and open already that you cannot help opening yourself up to what takes place all around you. When you see red or green or yellow or black, you respond to them from the bottom of your heart. When you see someone else crying or laughing or being afraid, you respond to them as well. At that point, your beginning level of fearlessness is developing further into warriorship. When you begin to feel comfortable being a gentle and decent person, your reindeer horns no longer have little hairs growing on them. They are becoming real horns. Situations become very real, quite real, and on the other hand, quite ordinary. Fear evolves into fearlessness naturally, very simply, and quite straightforwardly. The ideal of warriorship is that a warrior should be sad and tender. And because of that, the warrior can be very brave as well. Without that heartfelt sadness, bravery is brittle, like a china cup. If you drop it, it will break or chip. But the bravery of the warrior is like a lacquer cup, which has a wooden base covered with layers of lacquer. If the cup drops, it will bounce rather than break. It is soft and hard at the same time. Well, you guys, that passage in this little book has uh, been a comfort to me. I wish I had had it when I was a little kid because I was so embarrassed about how um, sensitive I was, basically. And I was just, uh, I just knew that that felt like it wasn't strength. And now when I read that, I know that it is. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense why I read that, and I know I'm kind of going over here, but it seemed important, and my heart goes out to all of you guys. Anyone who's listening and feeling insane, I'm right there with you. Trust me on this. And, um, you know, it's not always spiritual readings or self-help. In fact, just so everyone knows, I once had a draft of a book I was writing, I still have it, called... The Path to Inner Calm and Why I Purposefully Lost. That's how much I didn't want to feel better for most of my adult life. Now, I can't really explain that because I had uh, this little book that I read from when I was 18 years old. So why I would go back um, into such negativity, I don't really know. But anyway, it's embarrassing to like be into self-help sometimes. It just is. But it's also a lot of us get to a certain point in our lives where there is no other way to go. It's either you die or you get better. And that's certainly where I have gone here recently. And so um, I'm, I just, I'm sorry I can't respond to all my emails. I really am deeply sorry about that. I'm doing the best I can, and this is my way of kind of, I don't know. You guys are helping me a lot. Trust me. If you guys don't mind... 
tell others about this podcast or review it on iTunes or I think you can do something on Podomatic. Either way, I'm just so thankful you're here. Share it if you like it. Uh, come fuck with me over on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. I'm always on those two places, sites. Listen, I got shit to do. Hopefully you do too. Go out, do them, be kind, be tender, laugh at yourself. It's all okay. Everything's going to be okay, you guys. I promise. I love you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. weekend. I don't know what day it is, but have a good one.